Hello, we are not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. Hey, huge fan. Been following for a while. Just have a quick question. By any chance, are you former Ravens Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco? For the 154th time, I am not Joe Flacco. This is, for the time being anyway, this is not Joe Flacco, the podcast. And uh, I'm joined. God, the boys are up late today. And, Ew. and I appreciate it. We're here. Uh, we're, we're, this, we've gone international, folks. Not only are we the 17th ranked podcast, football podcast in Kazakhstan, we're in the top 50 in Brazil, but Ooh. we're also broadcasting live from uh, the state, the, the country of North Carolina and uh, and Mexico, <laughs> old Mexico, Quintana Roo, yeah, Sunshine State, Tulum, influencers. Mm. <laughs> Is that where you're at, Trev? Right outside of it, yeah. It's a ten. It's ten minutes on the road. The Mayan Riviera. Ooh. Okay. My my penis moved a little. Just just saying that. That's rad. I swam in some. Fucking ancient caves today. Whose Riviera is it? Mayan. Oh, nice. Not Yorin. Mayan. Make it your own. <laughs> it's pretty rad. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, uh, how do we? How how would one go about fixing the refereeing in football? Uh, have you seen Old Yeller? <laughs> That sounds awfully violent, Doug. Okay. Apparently, okay. apparently, you can't tag the FBI. <laughs> yeah, no, Curtis. Our buddy Curtis was um, vehemently trying to get the FBI's attention on the NFL's post about something about the refereeing. So, um, anyway, good on you, Curtis. Fighting the yeah. good fight. Yeah, Kurt. Yeah. Get him, give him Kurt. hell. Yeah, You'd give him hell, buddy. Um, Kurt, Kurt does have a theory that the Steelers, and I, he says. There's facts to back it up saying the Steelers are the least penalized team in the history of the NFL. But they're but the stupid little yellow flags for some reason are a factor. And the refs not throwing yellow flags. It's a terrible towel. In the city of Piss. Pittsburgh. Um so so the theory is that the the yellow flags in the stadium are some kind of like CIA mind game that they're playing on the referees to not throw the yellow flags against the Steelers. The CIA put a chip in my brain. Yes. Okay. Just want to make sure I got that right. <laughs> Just want to make sure I got that right. But yeah, um, it's, it's a real problem. I mean, anybody who watches any NFL game, there's, there's going to be calls where you're just like, that's terrible. And I don't know if either of you guys have seen Miles Garrett rush the passer this season. Um, the guy leads the league in, you know, sacks, but he is getting held a crazy amount of time. Like I see it once a drive almost, where I can I I can text it to you if you want pictures, <laughs> but it's ridiculous. Doug hits pause on the Doug hits pause on the TV, runs up, takes a picture. I'm going to use this for the fucking podcast. Hold yep. on, hold on, hold on, motherfucker. Okay, <laughs> that's good exercise if they're doing it once a drive. Yeah, it's bad, but I mean, there's just I don't know. 
it's just I hate I hate refs having an impact on the game. Yeah, it's tough. Boils the blood. Yeah. And yeah, uh, the Niners the, the Niners the Niners got got one of those Eric Armstead sat Colt McCoy on third down. And because Colt McCoy serious? Um because yeah. Colt McCoy like bent over and like tried to like pull his head out, Armstead's armpit got his helmet. And anyway, they called, you know, roughing the passer on for contact to the head or grabbing the face mask or whatever the fuck it was. And that kept a drive alive. Um, Have you ever? Yeah. Non-face mask or or non-face mask, face mask last week against the Giants. Yeah, that was bad. This this week I saw something. I've seen every terrible call against the Browns you could ever, ever even fathom. Um, But I saw today against or Sunday against the Bengals, the Browns hit the quarterback. 21 seconds pass. They're about to run the next play. And the oh, no. ref pulls a flag out of his pocket like he got like he got a call from New York. Is that a thing now? <laughs> and and they called roughing the passer. 21 seconds. Like they're about to run the next play when the flag came out. Have you ever seen that? No. That happened. That was a real thing that happened in the NFL game. 21 seconds. Like Romo even said it. <laughs> and when Romo says it, you know. So yeah, when the that's that's the thing when the announcers for the games are sitting there because it was that was all they were doing in Monday night. At the end of the game, uh, Steve Levy was like, "Well, of course, there's a flag." Um, when the announcers for the NFL games are doing it, and it's not just fans, and it's not just Twitter, and it's not just fucking memes. Um, when the there's announcers a, are doing it, it's really bad. Yeah, there's a there's a serious problem. So I guess and how they're paid not to criticize from? the refs too, <laughs> right? That's I mean that's that's what I'm saying. It's like these guys are they're they're trying to deliver a good product for the NFL, and and they're trying to and they're trying to like package that up really nicely, and then when even they can't ignore the refereeing anymore, that's when you know it's just god awful. So I are I there just hear... too, are there too many rules now? Too many referees trying to get on TV. Damn it! Yeah, like um, I, I, I want to hear. I want, I want to see something, or like an article, or or reads. I haven't seen anything about that. Right? I'd like to see some kind of explanation as to what the fuck. It's because it's so blatantly obvious. Well, so it's like you've got there's every, it's obvious that there's a problem, right? And it's like yeah, it every just, week, but every week there's a handful of calls that affect games every week. Yeah, just just in the last twenty years, like ever since, basically, ever since the um the Colts and Patriots, and the Colts started complaining about the Patriots roughing up their receivers, and that was in the playoffs. And then all of a sudden, the the rules started getting looser and looser. Then all the CTE stuff, and it's like, okay, we got to protect guys' heads, and that's that's great and all, um, and nobody should be out there risking their life just so I can play fantasy football and have a meme page, um, um, and a podcast and a blog. Um, those are all plugs. Um, the, but at the same time, we're 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 diminishing the product at this point to where. I think like they've added so many rules over the last 20 years that they just can't 
keep up anymore. Like you can't hit the quarterback in the head. You can't hit him below the knee. Uh, you can't fall on him. You can't throw him down. Those are just four rules pertaining to the quarterback that I can think of, think of off the top of my head. That doesn't even count all the receivers. It doesn't count the chop blocks and all the other things they've gotten rid of. A lot of these for the safety of the players. And that's what these rules all amount to in football is a, a lot of this stuff is safety stuff. So it's hard to like get rid of some of them. But holy it's shit. Call them better. Like these, the roughing the passer can't be touching the guy. I and mean, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying like though, is that they because there's so many rules, almost right. anything can be interpreted as a flag. And it's like we've gotten away from it's like how do you get these guys to go back to spirit of the game as opposed to letter of the law? Right. Yeah, because you can't really go to that like eye in the sky type referee where they kind of just buzz down because then it's going to be i think it would be who knows i mean yeah, yeah we, i guess we, maybe yeah, you could call call something we, on every play they they you know we've addressed it call. yeah yeah we would we've talked about this before but but it's it's so egregious at this point i'm actually offended that we've talked about this before and they haven't solved it by listening to us right obviously because they're stupid yeah more rats Lead a horse to water. Lead a zebra to water. Can't make him drink. That's all you can um, do. Uh, okay. So the actual game, though, was absolute dog shit to start for the basically the entire first half. I even posted, I posted a meme trying to say that Denzel Ward had more yards on his interception return than either quarterback had passing in the first half. And I didn't lay it out right, so I deleted it. And then I just put up a meme about McCorkle trying to break somebody's ankle. Um, and that did <laughs> fine. Uh, and I even said I'm not going to post about this game. But then the fucking game got good. And it got good. The referees got really involved. Um, Justin Fields got hit a bunch that, you know, even again, even the announcers are sitting there going like, well, maybe he deserved that one. Maybe he deserved that call. Um, but, uh, but I mean, let's just here. And I, I put this in the, I put this in the capsule. We'll just kind of go back. There was a big taunting call against Cassius Marsh. Um, Cassius Marsh was a, at one point was picked up by the Niners and was okay. Like a situational pass rusher guy. And he was, he was fine for a team that didn't have a ton of talent. Then he went to the Patriots. And you're not going to believe this, but Cassius Marsh, the guy that just got a taunting penalty, rightly or wrongly, uh, was not a fan of playing for Bill Belichick. Anyway, <laughs> so he he washed out in, in uh, New England. I didn't realize. I think he, he he's bounced around. He's, he's one of those backup defensive end guys. Um, he's on the He's on the Bears now. And sacks Ben Roethlisberger and kind of trots towards his old teams. I think he was on the Steelers last year. Trots towards his old team's sideline. Gets to a, maybe a little bit past the hash mark. And um, Tony Carrenti, uh throws a flag for taunting. Even though upon further review and everything, he's not saying anything to anybody. He's not waving his hands or anything. He just kind of takes a few too many steps towards the sideline. Um, 
but here's how I know the taunting flags are bullshit. They're not, I guarantee you, we do not see a single taunting call in the playoffs. We won't see a single fucking taunting flag in the playoffs. Yeah, and that just speaks to the, the, oh man, the ineptitude, the inaccuracy of these referees. And, and the arbitrariness of it, right? Like, it's just that's, like, that's oh, we're going yeah. to, we're going to, we're going to call this today because we want to. We're going to call this because your cash is Marsh and he's Big Ben. Um, you know, then there was a, I was just watching Cash is Marsh's interview and, uh, and he was like, Yeah, dude, I got hip checked by the referee. It was fucking weird. It's never happened before. Super disrespectful. Um, you know, I'd get fined and suspended for that shit. And, uh, anyways. Just it was just a weird fucking game, like, and 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 it was pretty much all dialed up and focused on. It looked like the it 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 honestly looked like the fucking refs were trying to protect the Steelers. They were cheating bastards, I'll tell you. But <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what like is there ever going to be any level of accountability for the referees? I, I think that's like pretty much written into their deal with the NFL that they never right. have to be held accountable for their horrible right. calls and terribly influencing a game. Once the team, you know, the, the players, the teams, they should be the only influence on the outcome of a game. I mean, how would you even hold them accountable though? You seen old yeller? No, I don't <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, yeah, I, 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 there has to be. There has like, to be, speak to know. the media. Why do these players have to go and do these press conferences when they don't want to? Like, these refs should have to answer. For, yeah, that was a shit call. You got me. Like, but then, but then, like, what? What does that do? That's just like, whoops. Yeah, sorry. Like the guy who fucking called that. You know, I forget his name. The White Sox pitcher ruined his perfect game with a blatantly bad first base call. Yeah. Yeah, he said he was sorry. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. And that's like that's all you can do. Yeah, I mean you can't. So these guys have like they have to have internal, you know, rankings, and because you know the guys who are able, you know, the crews who ref the playoff games, the crews who ref the, the Super Bowls, the 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 refs who get the most games, right? Like they have to earn that. And how do they earn that? There has to be some kind of point system or some kind of. I'm pretty sure they so, are graded. Yeah, you know I mean they're 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 graded, and and the teams that make the super like the 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 officiating crews for like the Super Bowl and maybe lower in the playoffs are like all star teams of referees, and they're rewarded based on the grades they get over the course of the season with those right. spots. And that allows them to make right. more money and, and everything right. else. But, so guys who make bad calls, they do get, we just don't see it. We just don't know they're getting punished or graded, but they are. But yeah, you, you, you and would it, think that that would provide a, a higher level. And it's not like, it's not like basketball where there's only what, two, three of them. Right. Brilliant. It's not, it's not like baseball where there's only four. Um, and you know, there's a specific zone that they're now tracking with a fucking laser to track who's, right. who's making shitty calls and who's not like, this is all a judge. This is all hyper fast paced judgment. Um, you know, in close quarters, it's a, it's, it's a tough fucking job. And that's what I'm saying. Like maybe we just got too many fucking rules. 
It is a tough job. I will acknowledge that. But I mean, everybody, everybody's for player safety, even old, old, old players, new players, everybody, right? But when is touching a quarterback? Right, yeah. like there's like like that's got to be the line. Is, is his safety at at risk here? And and that's got to be that deciding factor, right? Like, is there plausible deniability? Is there shadow of a doubt? Is his fucking sh- is his health and safety at risk by what just happened? No. Did Not his shit just get rocked? If the answer is right. no, leave him the fuck right. alone. Let him play. Right. I, I so, remember when we were, and granted, this rule was in play, like when when the three of us were growing up watching football in the 90s, the rule was one step. You could blast the fucking quarterback as long as you were within one step of him when he released the ball. Right. And now, you know, you can't you even can't. do that. Right? Like, like, uh, like It's like a kicker. Like you can't even fucking bump into him. Right. Um, but I mean, that's, so you've got all the extra quarterback rules. You've got all the extra taunting rules. You got all the extra, you know, can't touch the receiver. No, you know, defenseless receiver shit. You've got all these extra fucking rules. Like how do we, how can they just, they just need to go back to the rule book and start stripping shit away. That is can't like, you can't even like, you can't even make a, like a vicious hit anymore. It can be completely right. legal, quote unquote, right? Shoulder only, non-defensive receiver, all of this. And if you just hit the guy too hard, you're getting a flag. And I think that the replay is, you know, and then they had the, well, you can review pass interference and you can't review pass interference. And every turnover gets reviewed. And now every uh, every score gets reviewed. And so there's less of an imperative for these guys to get everything right the first time. And that's a really bad habit for something where you're supposed to be perfect, right? Right. Like where in your head, right? If it's close, I'll call it a touchdown because then I don't have to, then I, then the coach doesn't have to burn a challenge. Right. So now it's like, even though you think it didn't go in, he didn't cross the plane but it's close. You signal touchdown. So it gets reviewed. So you've got to do all these fucking mental gymnastics instead of just throwing up your hands and saying touchdown or no touchdown. Right. And that's, that's the thing that I think is, is fucking these guys up. And I imagine that that's part of what would come out of, of an, of a refereeing interview at the end of a game would be, do you know how many fucking things I have to fucking consider in a split second? Like, yeah, I mean, it's true. Shit yeah, do. yeah. They still make terrible fucking calls. Right. But, I mean, still, when a, a pass rusher puts two hands on a quarterback and kind of nudges him, that, like, that's not a decision. You saw that. Like, that, that isn't a part of that right. split you, second. I don't know, is it there, is it not? Like, that one, to me, is such an outlier and stands out so much because it's so blatantly obvious when it's not roughing anything it's a fucking contact sport and and that's the spirit of the game stuff that like we've gotten away from right like it's a it's a violent game played by grown-ass fucking men and not everything athletes yeah not everything has to be legislated right like these guys are supposed to be gladiators right yeah we don't 
you know, it, it would be foolish to know what we know now and sit here and go, oh, just fucking take his head off, right? Like, no, nobody yeah. in 2021 wants to watch a football game where, where guys are out there headhunting, especially quarterbacks that are, you know, mostly standing still. Um, and, and the plays that we used to cheer and, and the way that guys used to play back in the day wouldn't be allowed now. And, and nobody, and, and fewer and fewer people would want to watch it. They'd feel guilty about it. Kind of the way you, you know, you're watching a boxing match and you're seeing a guy take too many punches. Like we've got 80 years of experience with what happens to boxers when they take too many punches. Like, Oh God, can we fucking stop this? Um, but that being said, there's a there's this is supposed to be a, a fucking grown man sport um, played by, like you're saying, freak athletes like fucking let them play a little bit. Um, and then when they, and then when they fucking feel good about something, let them fucking celebrate. Yeah. Right? If, if you're if you're if you're going to like pencil them into these like tiny little like you can only hit the guy here. There was there was a holding call on one of the bears, I think it might've been on Mac. I was on Robert Quinn, I think. Um, but Robert Quinn grabs big Ben's foot and kind of like pulls it out from under him. And the, the ref just throws the flag like super quick. And I'm like, motherfucker, dude, the guy had nowhere else to go. There was no, there's nothing he could do. He hit the quarterback below the knee, but like he didn't lunge into him. He wasn't trying to, he was just doing whatever he can. Cause he had a guy, 330 pound guy trying to stop him. He flung his arm out there to try and get the sack. That was my gut reaction to watching the flag get thrown. It ended up being a holding call and everything kind of went back to normal. But like, I shouldn't have to fucking think like that in the middle of a fucking football game. Like that takes right. me out of the game too. Right. Cause now I'm sitting yeah. there going like, you know, it's like, ah, oh, now I'm interpreting the fucking rule. It's like, come on. Right. Guys, like, oh, he touched him. Yeah. He touched him. Yeah. He touched him below the knee, and technically, that's you know by the letter of the law, that's real. It's like nobody's getting fucking hurt, right? He's not lunging. It's not uh, you know Bernard Pollard like lunging into the bottom of guy's knees. Like this is like let these guys fucking play football. Anyway, I I want it both ways, right? I want the players to be healthy, but I want them to actually be out there fucking playing too, right? And not not overthinking shit all the time and having to pull up and pull off and you know pulling out sucks <laughs> pull out game <laughs> um all right so there's some debate right now about does anybody actually want to win the fucking super bowl i just want to acknowledge a couple people here in the uh in the in the live stream we got Scoofication and uh, Juan Gonzalez showed up. Gonzo, um, whoa, Juan Gonzalez, good baseball player, yeah, yeah, steroids. Um, (laughs) anyway, we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> I wanted to uh I just I I I'd like to pick out for seven layer nachos. I want to pick out seven I want to figure out who our seven contending teams are. Who are the teams that we're only going to pick seven? Who are the teams that are that are going to make that are the, who are the top seven teams in the league? That's that's what we're doing right now. Shit, after this week. That's what I'm saying. So I've got I just really easily the teams not affected by this week to me are the Titans, Bucks, Packers, and Ravens. Yeah. And I I know the Packers lost, but they lost without Aaron Rodgers. And we we will talk about Jordan Love. Um but Titans, Bucks, Packers, Ravens, those those were the good teams not impacted by shitty results this the, week the fuckery that was this weekend right yeah. well the bucks had a buy exactly yeah. <laughs> um I'd, I'd throw the cardinals in there too um so there's so you got your titans bucks packers ravens and cardinals and the cardinals beating we'll get to the we'll get to the fucking niners here in a second we're just gonna put the cardinals in there so there's our five who are the other two teams then Yeah, it's it's, tough arguments uh, to be made after this weekend's performances by the Rams and Cowboys, right? And the Bills. And the Bills. Sorry, and the Bills. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck happened to the Bills? What the fuck was that? Six points. What the fuck was that? Two field goals. Josh Allen got held to two field goals. By the fucking Jaguars? First time Jaguars have held anybody to under 20 this entire season, and they do it to Josh Allen. I mean, we talked about it last week, right? Where where players like teams are looking past teams, and and we talked about it last year, where it's like maybe they're not even they're not even putting out the full playbook, you know, the any given Sunday thing. But what the fuck? Like we've seen the Bills twice this year pull this. Obviously, not this bad, but like like what the fuck are you guys doing? Like Josh I mean, Allen looks like looks like a JV quarterback. The Steelers looks. The Steelers one looks better in hindsight. Sure. Right. In the in the moment, the Steelers one was like, holy shit, what the fuck's going on here? Right. Um and this is there, and then the they've then they lost to the Titans. Right. And that's and that's looks good. That's fine in hindsight, right? Sure. Yeah. And I watched, I went back and watched the um Bills Jaguars game, not because I was expecting some great football game, but and I watched it on hyper fast meth mode on um uh game pass. 
Yeah. Right. So, um, on That's meth mode, it was on on meth mode. the The Jaguars' defensive line was fucking amazing. Um, and they bothered Josh. I was expecting Josh Allen to like. You know, I I kind of I like the Josh... story there. What's the story? Like, have they just underperformed? Did they get some guys back? Like, are the is uh, is the Bills' offensive line terrible? I can't. Uh, that, that, well, so, did they like, have some guys hurt? I don't watch the I don't watch the Bills close enough to know any of and to know the like. Hey, their offensive line is this, or they played bad, and it's like I just kind of know what I saw. And it wasn't the Bills playing badly. Like the Bills, like when I when I log in and I'm like, okay, let's pull up this fucking game. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna see bad Josh Allen, right? I'm gonna see him overthrowing a bunch of guys. I'm gonna see him taking stupid risks. Uh, I'm gonna see him, you know, uh, trying to do everything himself instead of letting his fucking guys do blah 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 blah. Right? That wasn't it to me in this game. He had now, granted, he did have three turnovers in 14 touches at one point but like one was a sack fumble uh another was and then i think one or two picks somewhere in there but like they were defensible like he had two i think two fumbles and one pick um the 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 one fumble he probably could have held the ball better the the sack fumble those that, those things happen and then the pick it just shit happens like but he was pressured into those mistakes and it wasn't like he was just out there flinging the ball around, like because he didn't like respect the Jaguars. The Jaguars played well. Um, right. I don't you're think that, that their offense that the, shit. Right. You tell me the other teams that they've that they've that they've beaten have have just not had any kind of pressure on Josh Allen. Well, let's look at the three teams. That, let's look at the other two teams that beat him. Right. The Titans have one of the best defensive lines in football, and the Steelers have one of the, the one of the other best defensive lines in football. Um, that seems to be a, you know, it's like have, when you have get, they beat any of the top defensive lines in football? Have they beat? Be, have they beat at the top ten defenses this year? Because the Jaguars are nowhere near that. So the Bills have beaten the Dolphins, the football team, the Texans, the Chiefs, and the Dolphins. So no, the Bills have not beaten anybody yet this season. The football team has has on paper has a great defensive line. Yeah, but I mean, like, they're still, but I mean, they they have not. I mean, that was kind of one of the things. Like, they got worked. Like, the Bills worked them. That was like one of the. That was yeah. one of the games where it's like, okay, this 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 WFT thing is not going to work out this year. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the Bills actually haven't beaten anybody. Yeah, I guess I guess so. Yeah. And, and we got, got Josh and Allen did... sacking and intercepting Josh Allen two. And and they didn't beat the Jaguars. They didn't score on them. Yeah, they did not get into the end zone. The best pass of that game was thrown by CJ Beathard. Uh oh. (laughs) Yeah, like Trevor Lawrence even got hurt in this game and came back in. But yeah, I mean, the Jaguars, they didn't shoot themselves in the foot, I guess, and they won nine to six. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's like we would, if. If they didn't play so lights out, because they, they it didn't look like they were missing tackles, they kept everything in front of them. There was nothing deep, like none of the shit that you expect to see when you're watching the Bills happened. And um, um, 
Yeah, and it's just like Josh Allen got pressured into a bad day. So it's like I was I was I was a little upset that the Jaguars actually played well because you know it's like I like my Josh Allen memes, you know. Um, even if I did predict he would win the MVP, and that's not you know, he's only a half game up on the Patriots right now. You might be talking about wildcard Josh Allen again. Yeah, you keep you keep doing this to people. <laughs> it's a gift. Um, <laughs> I, I've uh, I've I've adjusted it. I thought curse was like between the cousins curse and the not Joe curse, so I just went with not Joe's taint. Um, yeah, that's the that's taint. What that's what I'm calling it from now on. It's like it's yeah. it's not like a curse. I'm just I'm just tainting things. I like sure. it. So it's not Joe's taint. I'm putting my taint on him. Taint smear. Yeah. Tainted. Yeah. It's like so it's like we can just like what did he do? Oh, Nacho teabagged him. Like, you know, I just, just got my taint right on there. Um a little bit of the duck butter. There you go. Um from under. Okay, so let's see here. Are the Patriots part of our top seven? No. They've been playing better. Sure. They play the Browns next, which I don't like. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I feel like the Browns may be in that. Just after that, just resounding victory over a good team. Yeah, I'm not sure how good the Bengals are. Joe Burrow, uh, first game we didn't throw a touchdown. Defense played well. But the Patriots, I mean, they're playing better. I don't know. We'll see. They're they're in the playoff hunt right now in the AFC. Like the not, Bills, I don't know are, if I'm putting them in the top seven. Are the Bills out of the question? I, I mean, at this point. They haven't beat anybody good, and they just got fucking annihilated, which I'm just beaten <laughs> by the Jaguars. So it's like we haven't even gotten to. I don't think so. We've already we've already got the Titans. Um, we've got the Ravens in the AFC North. We've got nobody from the AFC West. So that means no Chiefs, no Raiders, no Chargers. Chargers. The Broncos are five and four. Every single team in that division is is five wins or more. Same with the AFC North. But right, right, and and three weeks ago that was the, they were the class of the NFL, right. So then uh, we talked. We got the Cowboys. Um, oh, we got the Cowboys. That's that's an option. It doesn't feel great, but it's an option. But they, they finally cowboyed, right? So you're waiting for that shoe to drop, and this was it. Now watch yeah, them crumble. Cowboy. Watch um, them fucking crumble. So I mean, can we can we put the Rams in there? even after what we just saw with Stafford. Yeah, I think you have to. They're still 7 and 2. That's pretty that's a pretty good yeah, record. But like when they've looked bad, they've looked bad. Yeah. That's what that's what's been crazy. You have these like powerhouse teams and then all of a sudden they just get fucking worked. It's a crazy year so far. So like the okay. Rams so with Stafford um and the Rams, you know, they've they're only two losses to the Cardinals and Titans, which are two of the probably three or four best teams in the league. They're all both up here. Um Stafford's looked ordinary or worse in both of them. Um and they're they're one and two against good teams. Basically, they've got they've played the Bucks, Cardinals, and Titans, and basically every other team is is supposed to be 
beatable. That's Bears, Colts, Seahawks, Giants, Lions, Texans. Um, not exactly a murderer's row there. Right. You know, it's like you're, you're supposed to beat the bad teams, right? And that's fine. And when they beat them, they beat them convincingly. And that's always a good sign. But they're one and two against the good teams on their schedule. And they, they still have the Packers, the Cardinals, and the Ravens on the schedule. Um, so they're, they're, they're bound to look ordinary again once or twice this season. Um, the good news, they play the Niners on Monday night. So get to podcast right after that game. Fuck me. Um, so who's our last one? So we've got Titans, Bucks, Packers, Ravens, Cardinals, Rams. Who's our, who's the seventh layer in our seven layer nachos? I mean, it's Chargers. Buffalo, Dallas are the options. Chargers, Buffalo, Dallas seems right. I'm just it. You know, you don't seem to want to put the Browns in there, but. Um, well, Browns got a tough record or tough. Uh, the they, they got a tough schedule, yeah, and it's like, and you have to, you have to feel like Baker's just one bad fall away from not playing anymore. Yeah, yeah he's got to right. protect that shoulder. Yeah, like. Okay, so we are at Bills, Cowboys, Chargers, Chiefs. Maybe no, not the Chiefs. Uh, I mean, unless you, unless like. Are are the other four teams or the Cowboys? Let's see, what have the Cowboys done? I mean, they're six and two. I mean that that they've was a beat, bad loss looking loss, you know. But they they've beaten the Chargers. That was a long time ago, though. Haven't they beat the Patriots? That was a couple weeks ago. Patriots are looking better since then. Um I mean the the Cowboys go Falcons, Chiefs, Raiders, Saints. If they look ordinary against those teams, because if they're a good team, they should win all of those games. Like their only their only game against anybody that we've we're talking about in our top seven is Cardinals in week game number sixteen, week seventeen. So they've got you know this is not a fucking and they're in the AFC or NFC East. They're gonna have easy games on their schedule. So they're going to have a good record. But are we willing to say are we willing to say they're better than the Bills? Are we willing to say they're better than the Chiefs? Are we willing to say they're better than the Chargers? I'm I'm inclined to put the Chargers in that 7th spot. Yeah, it's they're just it's going to be I don't know. If they're if they can get first downs on fourth down then yeah. Right, but when they don't get those first downs on some of those ridiculous fourth downs they're going for, they look it looks bad <laughs> when you see it. Trevor, who are you putting in the seventh spot? <sighs> I I just want to say Chargers, just because that's my favorite out of those teams. Dougie, I still think Dallas. I would probably go with Dallas over the Chargers and Buffalo right now. Yeah, I think I, I think mark my word. I think this is this is their point of destruction. 
there's always one every season with them. I, I, I just like don't. I just don't see how they're gonna fall that far to be like they're already. I mean, they're already six and two. This isn't a situation like last year where they don't have Dak and they're you know everybody's fumbling around to get to seven and nine. I mean, they're going to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean the Philly or let's yeah. So Eagles are three and six. Giants are three and six. Washington's two and six. There's none of those teams are catching Dallas. Short of Dak getting hurt, that's the that that is the only thing that will change that picture in the NFC East. Yeah, is, is a quarterback injury to the Cowboys. The other three teams' quarterbacks can get fucking doesn't matter doesn't fucking matter. The Cowboys quarterback gets hurt. That still they're still two and a half games up on the Eagles and Giants. Yeah. yeah. The Eagles are 0 and 4 at home and they're in second place in the NFC East. Jeez. They have the same record at home as the Lions and the Niners, who haven't won a game at home in over a year. Those are your only three 0 and 4 teams at home. Yeah, Chargers, they're going to be battling the Raiders and Chiefs. And Buffalo. All of a sudden, they're going to be challenged by the Patriots. Looks like so. I mean, I think the Bills will probably Bills have the have the easiest. Well, the Cowboys have the easiest go of it. Then the Bills probably Chargers obviously have a tougher division. But I think I don't know. the The Bills also haven't really beaten anybody. Yeah, the Cowboys have. Like, let's the Cowboys have a good win or two under under their belt. So, well, we'll see. Um, there's no, the bad news with all these upsets, there was no degenerate gambler of the week this week. There's all the betting sites were bereft of, um, of any degenerate piece of shit that was putting a thousand dollars on Mike white to lead the league in passing. Um, there's no big parlays because basically how are you going to win a parlay when, the Bills lose to the Jaguars. The Cowboys lose to the Broncos. The Rams lose to the Titans at home. The Bengals lose to the Browns. Um, not those teams were a little even more evenly matched, but with all the bullshit going on with the Browns, like you know, we can talk about them. And Doug, I'm sure you've got some things to say here. The Niners losing to Colt McCoy. Uh, serious um, is you know, it's like how do you how do you string together a parlay? With those is the results. So I, I can I can tell you because I did. I had a three team parlay that I won this weekend. Took the over in the Browns Bengals. Took the over in the Falcon Saints, and I took the Chargers minus two and a half. They won by a field goal, so I won my parlay and my teaser this weekend. So well done. We can, we can discuss my wins when I win. There we go. The um that Chargers thing still I know I know that Vegas ended up being more right than I was in terms of like I thought it was gonna be a, a touchdown, but that just two and a half or one and a half, whatever that Chargers spread was at the start of the week was that's stealing money. I didn't yeah. think there was any way the Chargers were gonna lose that game. Well, we said that about is there any way the fucking Bills are gonna lose that game? I mean the Bills spread was at least fourteen. I mean the, the there's there's uh, right. the charger spread was like one and a half or two points or some shit on the road at the Eagles. It just felt way too low. Like 
Um, and it ended up being a three point game. And so again, Vegas was closer than I was, but just still it. Anyways, we're me and Vegas were, we were both right. That's all. Yeah. It was tough to pick games. Uh, that's why I went with the, the t- point totals and two of them. I usually pick the teams against the spread, but this week was tougher for Good sure. Job. Good job. All right. So best excuse losing performance. Um, I have the bears. Their excuse being, have you ever fought seven zebras? Uh, <laughs> the Bengals, it's not our fault. They cut Odell before they played us. The Raiders, do we really have to get into this? Um, the Panthers' excuse is not really an excuse, but we started Sam Darnold against Bill Belichick. So, it's, you know, it's like it's an unforced error, but what are you going to do? Uh, and then the Packers, Jordan Love spent the whole game trying to find his mommy. Mom? Who was, who was sitting in the in the bleachers, the very, very back row of the stadium. Um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like the best excuse is the Bears. I like they, they kept that game close despite all of that bullshit. So unless you guys have any other suggestions. Yeah, the the refs are awful. You're probably right. But let's talk about the Browns and the Bengals. Let's uh, do it. Bengals, yeah. And, and by let's talk about it, I want to hear you talk about it. Well, as we all know, the Browns are clearly a better team without Odell Beckham Jr. Um, been saying it for years. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean <laughs> that like that was you know Baker Mayfield walked into that game with a purpose. You know, a lot of shit talking by uh, Odish Beckham Senior, who apparently has an opinion that matters. Uh, but yeah, I was stoked with the Browns came out and the, yeah, the Bengals never had a chance. I think, uh, I think Baker's like six and one against the Bengals. Joe Burrow's never, never beat Baker Mayfield head to head. Uh, he didn't throw a touchdown. Well, he did, but it was to Denzel Ward for a hundred yard interception. So, but yeah, the Browns were motivated and they looked like the team. They should have looked like the whole season. It was awesome. I literally, they had a long touchdown pass to uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and as soon as the ball left Baker's hand, I was just like, where are you at, Odell? Where are you at? He caught it. Big touchdown. So, yeah, Bengals, you never had a chance. Sorry. Sorry, Bungles. Yeah, but why? Because, dude, it's the West Coast zone. It's a timing passing offense, and every time Odell's out there, he's got to get the ball. So now we're trying to force feed the ball instead of just letting – letting our quarterback progress we don't need they don't need to start wide receiver in this offense so odell beckham he could he could go to about three situations and do well he's he's got to go to like tampa bay or he's got to go play with uh play with a uh, good quarterback and uh you know place that tries to just feed the ball to receivers instead of running an offense i think he can do well in something like that <laughs> but he doesn't fit our system that's for sure Numbers don't lie. We're a lot better without them. Yeah. So what, so what, was, the, what was the stat I sent you that uh, Baker's had four games where he's had because they measure big time throws and all this other shit. Basically, Baker's only had four games in his career where he's had X number of big game throws and X number of this and X number of that. And these are his best games of his career. And all four of them Odell wasn't on the field for. Yeah, no, I mean he he wanted he wanted to get Odell the ball, but it's just 
I don't know. He was forcing it. The best they, the best line I saw on Twitter was that somebody uh, was saying that Baker played like Odell was taking the chip off of his shoulder. Like Baker was just going up to him pregame and just being like, hey, Baker, you're really good at football. <laughs> and, and that was the thing that like was completely throwing Baker off was like, what, why is somebody believing me all of a sudden? What the fuck? What is this? What is this feeling? Yeah, there's no, there's no doubt about it. When he is questioned or doubted, he, he steps up and plays better. So, so keep it coming. There's still people hating on him. <laughs> it's just pretty funny. He played a great game, but he's got a better passer rating than Lamar and Josh Allen, some other guys, but that, that doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. We got the Patriots next. That's a big game. We win that. Then we got the Lions and then, and then we got a two-game series with the Ravens over three weeks. That's gross. It's going to be awesome. But, I mean, like, yeah. you know, that's gross. Good but for yeah. us. No, I mean, you, you can see, like, every – I don't think there's anybody that's head and shoulders. You know, I think the Browns can beat anybody. Um, I think the Patriots can beat anybody. They've been playing better. There's a lot of there's a lot of teams that are closer. Teams are close together. It's the NFL, man. These are the top-tier teams. That's why you're going to see – that's why it's believable to see the Jaguars and Jets getting some of these wins. They're going to win some games, and then sometimes it's against "quote unquote" good teams. Yeah, it's really fucking hard to go completely defeated. Like, there's the the Lions will probably end up walking into a win at some point. Um, it's really fucking, so. it's really hard to to to. They deserve it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, I'm I'm wearing my uh my uh. AFC Richmond sweatshirt that the wife got me for my birthday. Um, nice. The uh, uh, but yeah, all these teams are they're they're tightly. I mean, you got four or five win teams in the AFC West. You got four or five win teams. A three plus the plus the Ravens in the AFC North. There's eight. Tennessee's at seven and two. There's nine teams. Eleven teams in the AFC are over five hundred. Yeah. 11 out of 16, five wins or more. That's pretty good. Um, Whereas the NFC is only six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Yeah, very top heavy. I mean, it's like, okay, here's a question for you. And, And who's got the easier division? The Titans, the Cowboys, or the Packers? The Titans. Trevor? Yeah. I, have to, I think the Cowboys. You think the the football team, the Giants and the Eagles are worse than the Colts, Texans, and Jaguars? I mean, the Colts... Are decent. This is one of those when you put it that way. <laughs> it, it is, you're right. But the, I think the Colts are better than the second best team in the NFC East. Yes, which means I'd agree the with you Giants or the or the Eagles, right? And so they got, but yeah, I mean, then you have Houston and 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 Jacksonville as the two worst teams in the league, and and obviously uh, throw Detroit in there. Um, but the Vikings are good. The Vikings are 
They're not. Potential, right? So the Vikings are better than the second best team in all of those conferences. So you that's the, tough. You take the Vikings over the Colts? I think so, yeah. Not me. That no. sounds like the most average. That's just game is that game is just destined to end in a tie. Vikings Colts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they Absolutely. both play to their, I mean, th- th- you talk about potential on those teams, right? Like that, those such high potential, but just low execution. The um, the Vikings have beaten the Seahawks, Lions, and Panthers, which isn't great. They've lost to the Bengals, Cardinals, Browns, Cowboys, and Ravens. They don't have a they don't have a bad loss on their schedule. No. They've beaten they've beaten the teams they're probably supposed to beat, plus the Seahawks. Like this was a Russell Wilson Seahawks. Like I don't think anybody actually expected the Vikings to win this. I sure shit didn't. Um, and looking at the rest of it, they've got they've got more tough games ahead of them. Um. Anyway, the the calls for the calls in my comments for Mike Zimmer to go are getting fucking loud. Everybody is. Yeah. Everybody's over the Zim man. Yeah, um, get rid of him, man, cousins. I mean, how does that? Yeah, both of them. Because how does that? How does that <laughs> offense not produce? It's such a talented fucking offense. So uh, we've we've typically got a category here for coaching to lose the game that I would invariably come up with two or three different teams to talk about. I'm just going to talk about the Niners for a second. Um, I'm, I'm not Jimmy. Listen, we've spent the entire season as Niner fans worried about the quarterback, worried about Brandon Ayuk, worried about injuries. We got healthier for this fucking game. Kittle was back. Um, Elijah Mitchell was banged up, but you know was going to play. Debo banged up, but was going to play. Um, lost D four. Like we were getting healthier. We got our we got our team MVP back, our best player on the team, George Kittle. We got him back, and then we get out there, and 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 in Forty Nine er land right now, people are freaking out about losing to the 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 Kyler less Cardinals, and and I'm looking at it. And I'm sitting there going. Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle both lost fumbles in the same half of the same game. That's literally never going to happen again in in their lifetime. Like the between the two of them, they'd only ever fumbled twice, and then they both fumbled in the same half of the same game. Like this is literally, it will never happen again. Um. But this team was moving the ball. I mean, in terms of like yards per play, they were at six yards per play, which was top 10 for the week. They're at like top three for the in yards per play over the last couple weeks. Jimmy G's like the highest rated quarterback in the league over the last two games. The offense looked really good. And so like I know Kyle Shanahan's got all his everybody's doing the Kyle Shanahan and Chip Kelly have the same record through the same amount of games, blah, 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 which is a very depressing statistic. 
Um, but it's, it's like it doesn't tell the whole story. The defense looked awful, and they've got to do something there. But injuries everywhere on the defense. My big issue, though, and this is the thing that like actually worries me because injuries have fuck it fine. It's injuries. It's the Niners. I'm used to it. You know, weird, fluky fumbles. Fine. The shit fucking happens. It sucks that it happened. I wish that it didn't happen against the Colt McCoy team, but it happened. Fine. Um, It's the end of game shit. We were down 24. We score. Jimmy actually, my one of my beefs with Jimmy is that he doesn't throw jump balls to his receivers. Like he, he doesn't just fling it up there and let the talent go get it. And when he throws the ball, you know, into coverage, it's like directly at a guy. It's not like, hey, the defensive back made a great play on a jump ball kind of shit. Anyway, he threw a jump ball for Ayuk. I came down with it in the end zone touchdown. We're down. So we need, we're prior to the touchdown, we're down 24. We need three touchdowns, three two point conversions, and we're there. Three possessions, three touchdowns, three two point conversions. This is how you would draw it up in Madden. He kicks the fucking field goal. So we're down three, we're down three possessions. And we score a touchdown and he kicks a field goal and we're still down three possessions. I don't fucking understand it. Yeah. You got to go for two there. That's so then Cardinals go like six and out. Like it's a short drive, like a three minute drive. Niners get the ball back. Niners take the ball back down to the Cardinals 39. Now, that's a what? You tack on 17 yards for a, a field goal? Yep. So that's a 56-yard field goal. Which would be the longest kick of Robbie Gold's 49er career. And he's coming off an injury. He was literally like just activated. So I get that... I get that this isn't an ideal spot to trot your kicker out. But... At this point, you're down 17. You need a field goal anyways. And is kicking a field goal that much worse than fucking punting? It can't be. So, um, they don't. They punt. And then I think the Cardinals go three and out at that point. Get the ball back. And now we, we drive down. So we're down. We're still down 17 because we didn't go for two. We didn't even attempt the 56-yard field goal. We're still down 17. We get down the eight-fucking-yard line with an offense that has been clicking all game. And what do we do? Well, we need the field goal anyways. We might as well kick the field goal. We're literally never going to get this close ever again. We're on the eight-fucking-yard line. It's not as bad as Matt LaFleur's like fucking NFC championship fourth and eight bullshit, but it's, it's like, it's up there. Yeah. And then, uh, and then basically we never like, we never quite got the ball back again. Like we threw a pick in there. That was practically garbage time, but it's like, if we go for two and we get down to the 39, Okay, if we go for two and get it, okay, punt. All right? Because you only need two possessions. If you don't go for two, 
and you get down to the 39, kick the fucking field goal because you need the fucking field goal anyways. Because then when we got down to the eight, we'd have been able to go for it and maybe make it a one possession game. But we didn't. And that is the bullshit that like any eight-year-old with a fucking Madden mobile fucking game can figure out. But Kyle Shanahan, for some reason, fucking blanks on. So I don't know. I'm not in the fire Kyle Shanahan camp by any means. And I've said this before. I don't know where you're going to find a guy that's like checks any of the other boxes. And I'd rather like Kyle Shanahan's going to figure out his how to be a head coach. He's going to figure it out. Um, and I'd rather him figure it out for the night for the Niners than not. Um, and, uh, and we'll go from there. Anyway, that's, that's my uninterrupted fucking, fucking Niner time right there. Piece of shit. <laughs> All right. The good, news, the good news is a week from today, I will have w- just watched them play the Rams and God help us all. Do, do you feel better now? I don't is the answer. How about, how about Odell to the Seahawks? I, you know, that doesn't solve anything for the Seahawks. It's like them getting Josh Gordon all over again. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't fix anything for them. No, it they're still a team that they're, they're, they're still a team that that's even less balls to go around. I'm not hyper convinced that DK Metcalf isn't potentially, a uh, you know, got some divaness to him, right? Like what for, a t- for if Pete Carroll wants to run the ball as much as he wants to run the ball, like, you know, how does adding that, how does adding that third wide receiver help? Like Russell Wilson's just going to scramble around. Anyway, it's just, that doesn't, that, that doesn't fix their, their, their team needs. I, I so, just don't think that's a, that's not a good fit at all. I don't, why is that the place to go? Let's do it. You know who, you, you know where he should go? He should go to the fucking chargers. Odell should go to the chargers. They've got the cap room. That would be like him sliding in there with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams would be fucking nasty. Do That's it. where you go. Where else? Who's it? Who else is in the conversation? Raven? Saints nine. Uh, Saints. The Niners said they can't do it. They can't put a waiver claim in. So here's the thing: they can't. It's a. It's it's where it's what happens, right? So it's like if they the Seahawks can afford him. Um, but Odell doesn't want to get claimed on waivers. He wants yeah. to be able to pick his team because this is a, like, he's in kind of an Antonio Brown, Jameis Winston kind of thing where he's got to go. He's, he needs to be very delicate about the next place he goes. Otherwise he's going to end up, God, who's a, there really isn't a, a cohort for, Guys as good as Odell that have flamed out. But he's he's close, man. I mean, like, I made the argument and and Doug was Doug called me you called me on it, but I was like, this is kind of like Randy Moss going to the Raiders was his time in Cleveland. And he needs he needs a Patriots type team to kind of reclaim his his uh stature. Because Randy Moss yeah. is Randy Moss's stature within the league was dog shit. Right? He gets traded first. Does he go to the Raiders? No, he can't do that. 
That's the last thing he needs is to be in fucking Vegas. He needs he needs a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers if he really wants to revive his shot. I mean, Herbert's really good too. Chargers would be good. But yes, Saints, Ravens. I've heard. Um, Patriots. People seem to think the Patriots would be a good match, which I don't get. But, but yeah, there's, there's. He he needs to find the perfect situation. Otherwise, he's just. Uh, hey, remember that one guy that started off really good and then just. Phew, that's what he's becoming. I think that's the Bucks. They have too many people. Yeah, they don't need him. <laughs> Who's that? The Buccaneers. He doesn't need him. Yeah, no, that that that's. That's not a fit. I'm just saying that he, that's the type of situation he needs. You're 100% yes. right. 100% right. No, he he needs to be very selective about where he what, the next jersey he puts on. Yeah. But it's awesome because he's off the team and now the Browns can give that money to Wyatt Teller. They're one of the best offensive guards in the league. Have you, I mean, you guys are bored and you want to watch some offensive line play, just look up Wyatt Teller. Uh, he is just pancaking people that last game. It was amazing. He's, I think he's the one, number one or number two ranked guard in the NFL uh, the last two years. So lock him up, FOBJ. <laughs> um, after the after the uh, after the Browns win yesterday, angry Browns fans uh, popped in to the DMs and told me to say hi to you, Doug. So hi to angry Browns fans. Hey, thanks, bud. Um, all right. Unexpected performance of the week. Uh, we've already talked Jaguars. The other option is the Broncos, um, or the Titans Rams game, or the or the Titans. Um, what do you guys think? What's what's your what's your pick here for unexpected performance of the week? Because the Titans, it's it for that game. It's not the Titans for me. It's the Rams. How? bad Stafford looked like I think like the Titans have AJ Green and Tannehill who's obviously have chemistry I I AJ Brown or AJ Brown sorry um but I didn't I wasn't expecting the huge drop off that a lot of people were when when uh Derrick Henry went down so so who was was that Deontay Foreman is that guy as big as he looks that's a big boy big running back out of Texas He's big. He's healthy. He's healthy. Um. So Jaguars then, or Broncos, or Rams? Right, so is it? Are you picking Stafford and the Rams as the unexpected performance of the week? Uh, that's got to be the Jaguars. What the fuck? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they've given up twenty every year. They've given every game. They've given up four thirty four times. They. Hold Josh Allen to two field goals. It's bananas. Yeah. The Broncos just just because I I looked some stuff up for the Broncos. The Broncos had the ball for like forty minutes in that game. Forty minutes. Demolished them. One hundred eighty yards rushing. Demolished them in terms of time of possession. Um. That's the recipe. So I, I made case on the blog that the Titans are the Titans have the potential to get to fifteen and two from where they're sitting right now. And is that and that that might sound a little crazy, 
But uh, here's my argument. The best teams they play over the next of the rest of the schedule, Saints, Patriots, Steelers, all of them winnable games. Um, the other teams they play, Texans, Jaguars, Niners, Dolphins, Texans. Texans, Jaguars, Niners, Dolphins, Texans. That's 12, that's 12 wins right there. <sighs> Yep. Yeah. I'm already this, this. This is how happy I am about the Niners team. I'm chalking up Niners losses six weeks out, <laughs> maybe even seven weeks out. That's how I'm feeling right now. That's like. Yeah, remember that's, how, uh, do you remember how good I felt after the Bears game? I was depressed going into the Bears game. We played well. I came out of the Bears game. I was feeling good. I'm like, hey, we got this. We can get to you know, we win one of the next two games, and we were then we play the Jaguars. We're five and five. I mean, I guess we could still beat the Rams, but I really wish that they weren't coming off a fucking loss. Anyways, um, couple of games we haven't talked about: Giants, Raiders. How about them apples? Quoting I didn't see a famous, single play. Quoting that famous New York City movie. Good I, didn't hunting. A, I didn't see a single fucking play though. <laughs> but well, Daniel in, Jones looked good. You're in Mexico. We we know that the Daniel Jones played well. 110 yards passing and a touchdown. Still played well. <laughs> they won. Yeah, they won. We ran the I ball. Didn't even- I didn't even Defense. see the box score. Did he really only have 110 yards passing? 15 to 20, 110 yards, touchdown. Two sacks, only eight yards lost on those two sacks. So 104 rating. So, yeah, I mean, over 100 rating is good. So, so yeah, he did play well. And then, they yeah, 150 yards rushing. So He did lose and a fumble. De- I think the defense scored, yes, defense scored twice, if I'm not mistaken. Two interceptions by Xavier McKinney, I think. Yeah. One for yeah. a touchdown. Yeah. So I mean, it's not like they were playing a team that was distracted at all. Whatever. Man, I'm afraid to ask what's going to happen next. Do you think it's Vegas? Like, do you think just having the team in Vegas is a bad idea? It doesn't it doesn't good. It doesn't help? <laughs> and then like a team like the Raiders in Vegas, it's it's like this was shit was bound to happen. Yeah, not good, man. Um. We uh we missed out on a cousin's on a cousin's curse. Kirk Cousins taint the the cousins the Kirk Cousins taint would have been a good one, as well if we're gonna swap in taint for curse. But cousins curse just the alliteration. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that one. But uh, we uh we missed uh, we we missed out. They were up twenty four ten at one point and ended up losing thirty four thirty one. Um, Lamar oh. Jackson, I think probably the front runner for MVP at this point. Yeah, I think it's between him, him and Tom Brady right now. I think those are the only two legitimate arguments, but a lot of time left. Somewhere else. A lot of football. Um, yeah, I mean, if Lamar Jackson were to win it, he would become, I think, only the 10th guy in history to win two MVP awards, and certainly the first guy to ever win two before the age of 26, I think, um, which would upset a certain class of people. Um <laughs> Did we talk about that? We talked about the McCorkle ankle hold, right? No? Yes? Did we, was that the pre-show that we talked about it? That was, that was pre. That was pre. 
Um, so Brian Burns sacks him. The the company line from the Patriots is that they're giving McCorkle the credit, the benefit of the doubt that he thought Brian Burns had the ball and that he wasn't trying to hurt him. He was trying to make a tackle, which uh, sure, fine. But um, it just felt like a, I mean, I put him in a Grayson Allen jersey for a reason on my meme. It just felt like a Duke basketball thing to do to somebody. Totally. Oh, that's what that was. Okay. So yeah, now I get it. That was good. It, I mean, good. just, but I that's mean, like good. that's the that's the shit I would have done. Like I was, sure. I was dirty as sh- fuck, Doug. I know you were dirty as shit when you played. Oh, I was. I was. I got a bar of soap at my fucking my uh, senior awards dinner. <laughs> nice. The um was that what they gave was that what they gave you for the dirtiest player on the team? Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I would like I, I broke my arm my sophomore year and and uh once the elbow cast came off and I was just playing with a regular cast, I had them tape it up. I just had a club on my hand for soccer. It was fucking awesome. I looked like Reggie White out there, you know, except you know, 127 pounds. Um the uh but yeah, no, it's it uh I would have absolutely done that. It doesn't it doesn't make it right at all. But I you know, shit, man. I went to a private Catholic high school. I can be a fucking dipshit white kid like the rest of them. Um McCurkle, he really McCurkled his ankle though. He did. He did McCurkle his ankle. So um it's two o'clock where you guys are at. I, I feel like it's hockey corner time just to kind of wrap things up. What do you think? You know what I think? All right. Back on the Take ice. Away, so this whole this whole Eichel thing i don't know if anybody's really paying attention but i am so here's a guy gets hurt bad injury right he gets traded he gets traded um because he will not he wants a second opinion on a surgery 